Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Glory to God. We're going to get right into it. We won't be before you long. Um, the Lord actually has brought me back to, to some things over the last few uh, weeks, and I was supposed to talk about honor, the honor of God, and we'll talk about that in the days to come. But today I want to talk about dwelling in the secret place, dwelling in the secret place. If you have your Bibles, uh, please open them with me to Jeremiah 24, Jeremiah 24, dwelling in the secret place. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Dwelling in the secret place. I mean, oh, there's a secret place in the Most High, and we need to dwell there. Jeremiah 24, verse 7. This is a, a typical top, topic message. Topical message. It's not exposition, but it's topical. But I believe that the Lord is leading us to, to share this. Um, Jeremiah 24, verse 7 says, I will give them a heart to know that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. For they shall return to me with their whole heart. How many know that God wants us to return to him? Amen. Amen. There's a calling us to back to the heart of God. Um, in, in Revelation, it talks about returning to your first love. How many know that we need to return, return back to our first love? Going back to the place where we first believed. Um, there's an old Andre Crouch song called Take Me Back. We need to go back to the very pl first place that we believed. At one point, we were excited and, and zealous and passionate about the gospel and passionate about our relationship with the Lord. We would get up early, and some of y'all would get up early in the morning and pray and spend time with God. God is calling us back to prayer and fasting. There's a great emphasis, says the Spirit, on prayer and fasting in this time. And so, therefore, on August 2nd, then the 4th, we're going to have intense times of prayer and fasting. We're going to fast like we've never fasted before. Before. And we're going to pray like we never prayed before. And we're going to evangelize like we never evangelized before. Because he's calling us back. Dwelling in the secret place. Go also to Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31. And let's look at thir verses 31 to 34. You got it? Say, I got it. Dwelling in the secret place. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. How many know that's good news? He said he's going to write his law on our hearts. He was going to call us, cause us to know him from the least to the greatest. And that is what dwelling in the secret place is about, is knowing him. It's walking with him. Go with me to Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 46, verse, verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. We need to come to a place as believers where we are still before him. We're in his presence. It's not always right for us to, pr to pray. <laughs> what do you mean? Sometimes you just need to go in his presence and be quiet. Be still and know that I am God. There's, time, there's a time to pray and there's a time to confess. There's a time to um, repent and, and humble ourselves. But there's always a time in his presence where you need to be still. And know that he's God. He wants to reveal himself to us. He wants us to be in that secret place. That quietness. That blessed. Back in the day there was a song. It still is. Uh, in hymns called Blessed Quietness. God is calling us to be quiet sometimes. It's not always good to run your mouth in prayer. 
but you just to come before his presence and don't say anything. There's something that happens in the secret place. There is impartation. There is change that takes place. It's not always what you think. And if you're so familiar with your quiet time that you miss, sometimes you can be seeking God so hard that you miss him. You don't want to be, have a form of godliness and you have your little ritual and what you do every day, but be open to be led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God wants to lead us in our quiet times. He wants to lead us in the secret place where there's just you and him. There's some things you're not, you know, some people, they share everything. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They just share everything. And there's sometimes that the Lord just wants you to, he wants to share things with you that he doesn't want, to, want you to say anything about. There's, there's, some, there's some, mystery, some mystery things that he wants to speak to you between you and him. There should be a place where it's just you and him. Not you and him and your children, not you and him and your spouse, not you and him and your best friend, but you and God. That's what he's calling. That's what Christianity is about. It's about us knowing him, both individually and collectively. There's something about spending time in the secret place. Psalm 91, let's go there. Psalm 91, we're talking about dwelling in the secret place. I, 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 I actually preached a message years ago called Victory in the Secret Place. And in that message, I was kind of sharing that how there's a lot of people who don't have victory in the secret place. They have victory on some areas and they want victory over their flesh and victory over their dead and victory over depression. But how many know that God is calling us as Christians to have victory in the secret place where we have, we have consistent times with God? It's not one time with God. It's not one encounter with God or one touch from God. It's touches from God. It's encounters with God. It's not one conversation. It's conversations with God. Amen. It's not one time of prayer. It's prayers with God. It's not one study. You know, you get excited and you study a passage, but it's studying all the time, meditating on the scriptures. So Psalm 91 verse 1 ESV says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Um, and KJV, I like this one better. It says, he that dwelleth. Um, if you ever see the word T-E-T-H at the end of a word in the King James, it's, it's a continuation. It's not just a one time. The, he that dwells is it's ongoing in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We must constantly dwell in the secret place of the Most High. He must be our habitation. He must be our dwelling place. Amen. We must always be aware of him and know who he is and pursue him in prayer, pursue him through praise and worship, pursue him on our jobs, pursue him in our churches, pursue him on the streets and in the communities and on social media, engaging him, seeking him, constantly checking with him. Is this okay if I post this? Is it okay if I say that? Constantly walking with him. Amen. Ongoing walking with God, not just a walk with God, but ongoing walking with him, constantly in fellowship, constantly praying. The scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says to pray without ceasing, to pray without stopping. You're constantly in a state of prayer. Your whole life is prayer. Come on. That, sometimes I'm anointed to pray. We all anointed to pray. He's all called us to pray. My ministry is prayer. We all have a ministry of prayer. We just don't utilize it. We just don't embrace it enough. If you'll pray, you can pray. You can change the world through prayer. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I tell you, there was about seven people this morning. I woke up and I began to pray for them. And I began, I text them, bishops and apostles. And, and I said, I'm praying for you this morning. Uh, and, 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 and as me and Destin was coming to the church, we began to pray for those in leadership. How I many know you need to pray? The Bible tells us in Timothy to pray for those who are in leadership, to pray for our president and, and his administration and pray for our governors and pray for the officers and pray for your enemies. That's, that, that's, that's something about dwelling in the secret place. Your heart will be melted in his presence. The Bible says in Isaiah that God um, melts the hearts of the Egyptians. He melts the hearts of those who are hardened towards him. And if you have a hardened part in your life, he'll melt it in his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. And riches untold, he wants to give you some of his riches. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the, uh, the mysteries of the gospel. 
discovering the plans and the purposes of God. You show me a person who knows their purpose and knows their calling, that's a person who's rich. Thank you, Lord. And as they walk towards that, and as they fulfill the plans, God has a mission. And he's called us to be part of his mission. We have a small, even today, we were praying as corporate prayer here at KLM, and we were praying at 930, and we were praying that God will, that we would know our part. We're not the body of Christ. We are a part of the body of Christ, and we have a part to play. And in light of the rest of the body, we just have a small part. Let us be faithful with a small part. And the Lord said to us today as we were praying that we will have excellence in prayer, that God teach us how to have excellence in prayer. We need this excellence of prayer. I'm getting ahead of myself, but let's go back to Psalm 91 verse 1. Dwelling in the shelter or, or the secret place of the Most High. To dwell, secret place. Um, th- there's a dwelling. There's a dwelling with the Lord that he's called us to. The secret place is a, is a hiding place. He hides us from the enemy. There's a place that the enemy cannot touch us in that secret place. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The word abide in, the, in Hebrew means to spend the night. <laughs> it actually means to spend the night. It speaks of a habitation. As you, is, your abiding is a reflection of you dwelling. So you abide as a result of dwelling. The word dwell means to stay, to remain. So as we remain in the secret place of the most high, on your job, you're dwelling in the secret place of the most high. Thank you, Lord, I worship you. People are taking cigarette breaks, you take a praise break. Amen. As they meditate on their yoga, you're meditating on the scriptures. Glory to God. As, as they're gossiping, you're telling about the goodness of Jesus. Glory to God. You're guarding yourself and guarding your mind and guarding your heart and, and not talking against the very hand that feeds you. Some people, they complain about their bosses and their jobs. And you know, that's, that's unbiblical. It's unbiblical. You need to not speak negative about your job because that's the, 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 the influence or the, the channel in which God meets your needs. Glory to God. And so you're praising God over that he's provided you with this wonderful job. Amen. It may not be your ultimate destiny, but it's a, it's a tool in which God to get you there. Amen. Glory to God. The result of abiding in the secret place of the Most High is, is a place of safety. It's not enough just to confess Psalm 91 for protection. You got you to gotta dwell in the secret place of the Most High. God, sometimes people want to claim protection, but then they ignore the secret place. They want the wealth of the, the hand of God, but don't want to seek his face. Amen. Amen. And so it's dwelling in his presence, dwelling in that secret place. Uh, and the spirit of God is calling us to this secret place. In this place, there, there's, there, there are times of refreshing. And there's times of impartation. Sometimes we want the impartation of a man or a woman of God. But ain't nothing like the impart. I say ain't. Ain't nothing like the impartations from the Father. Amen. He imparts His grace with your humility. He imparts His peace while you give Him your anxiety. He imparts His healing while you give Him your sickness. The Lord taketh away your sickness and gives you His health. He takes away your ignorance and gives you His give you His knowledge and wisdom. He takes away for your depression and give you some joy. So when you're in that secret place, you're in the place of joy. You're dwelling in the secret place of where joy is. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. And that joy gives you the strength to endure. Glory. The joy of the Lord. What brings him joy gives you strength. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord impartations from the Father, impartations from Jesus, impartations from the Holy Spirit, that in that place, I don't need no ma- another man's mantle. I got the mantle of Jesus. I got the anointing from the Holy Spirit. I need him. Amen. Amen. That's where the signs and wonders is in that dwelling place. It's in that secret place. Where it's just you and him. Sometimes you got to break away from the world and go and spend some time with him. 
Amen. You only as successful. You are you are only as successful in this life as you're as you're successful in your private secret places. Uh, as your private, see, p- men and women fall way before in their private places before they do it in the public spaces. And so we need to kneel before the one. <laughs> And we need to receive his impartation, receive his correction, receive his discipline. Amen. In that place, he's not always going to tell you how much he loves you. Sometimes he'll tell you how wrong you are. I mean, the other day, the Holy Ghost told me, you need to apologize to your wife. He will tell you that. Even if it's not in your nature to apologize. (laughs) He 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 will prompt you to apologize. Why y'all looking at me like that? Like you never had the Holy Ghost tell you that. <laughs> you're wrong. The Holy Ghost said, you're wrong. You can sign my all you want to, but I'm not getting off of this until you apologize to the one I gave you. <laughs> Sometimes he'll tell you to apologize to your kids. He'll poly- tell you to apologize to your coworkers and, your, and, and, and your, your, your brothers and your sisters and your cousins. And Come on. Yeah. He's not going to always tell you, oh, you're so wonderful. He'll tell you, you're fake. Holy Ghost will tell you, you're fake. He'll tell you, you got fame faith. <laughs> you got fake faith. <laughs> I hate the sin, fake it till you make it. No, we don't fake it till we make it. We faith it because we've already made it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The devil will fight you for your time in the secret place. He will fight you. He'll let you come to church. He'll let you put on Elevation, Hillsong, Maverick. Oh, go ahead and play it all day. Because what happens is you think because you're playing it, you're actually doing it. Just because you got the praise and worship on. Sometimes he'll tell you, turn off the quiet times and you be the noise. You be the instruments. You be the praise band. Come on. It's not enough just to listen to Christian music. (laughs) let's become worship to him. Amen. Amen. The devil will fight you. He'll allow you to listen to sermons and even go to church. But the battle, there is a battle to spend time with the triune God. Spend time with the Father. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. Spend time with Jesus. There's a battle. And you have to fight for your time. There are things that are good that are not God. And they could be distractions. Some of us won't even give up our favorite shows for the Lord. He'll tell you to stop looking at some of those bloggers on, on, on YouTube because they're so negative. They're preaching against the church. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Thank you, Lord. Dwelling in the secret place. We need to dwell in his presence. Dwell in that secret place. Some Christians don't even have a devotional life. They don't even know what the secret place looks like. They, they haven't been there so long. He's calling us, KLM, to dwell in the secret place. He's calling us to get up out of the bed and spend time praying, spend time reading and meditating his word. Jesus rose from the dead and we can't even get out of bed. He got up so we can get up out of the bed to spend time with him. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful. He's, he's called us into fellowship. He called us into fellowship. Relationship is a matter of birth. Fellowship is a matter of choice. See, you, you can't determine who you're related to. You're born into that family. And we are born again into the family of God. Just because he's your father doesn't mean that you're fellowshipping with him. I have a message called religion, relationship versus fellowship. Relationship versus fellowship. The world will tell you, I got a, rel- I got a rel- relationship with, with God. Yeah, judge and sinner. <laughs> yeah, that's your relationship. Yeah, go ahead, boast on it. But fellowship, fellowship is, is, is a term means partnership in the Greek. You're partners with God. There is like a oneness. There is a one accordness. There is you working together. So God has called us into fellowship or partnership with his son, Jesus Christ. There is um, you deciding because you want to be with him, you, you choosing to be with him, dwelling in the secret place. How I many you got to choose the secret place every day? 
No matter how busy you are, I've heard Christians say, I don't have no time for the word. I don't have time for prayer. No, you're not doing something right. You, if you say you don't have enough time, you're, you're mismanaging your time. You have time. He gave you 24-7, 24 hours. And so now we're, we're called to be stewards. Of, and if you'll cut out some stuff, he'll show you where the time is. And if you'll put him first place, he'll, man, he'll help you manage the rest of the time. Amen. Make yourself pray. Make your, see, prayer is not always easy. Prayer is, is very draining. It's tiring, especially when you start praying for others. It, it's just, it's not all, it's, it can be messy, very messy in prayer. You, 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 your strength is gone. Oh, God, you want to pray for your needs, and God says, no, you pray for this brother or this sister or this sinner or this unbeliever or this president. Come on. Even if you don't like them, you, you're called, we're called to pray for them. Amen? To intercede for them and, and to call on God for them and to pray for our enemies. The first thing that Jesus taught about prayer was, he says, pray for those that despitefully use you. Pray for your enemies. You know, some, sometimes uh, some people make a whole sermon about haters. Oh, God's going to hate. God's God going to get your haters. God, what, what, he did, what he says about your haters is to feed them, to pray for them, to love them. That's what God is concerned. Not that he's going to make your haters to look at the display of what you become. But he's going to, he wants you to become like Christ. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Lord, forgive them. God, have mercy on them. When somebody do you wrong, don't call down heaven's fire. <laughs> call down heaven's mercy. Lord, have mercy on them. Lord, change them. Change my attitude towards them. Posture my heart. May I have a mindset like you do towards them. You love, the, you love your enemies so much that you died for them. You sent Jesus to die for them. When we're yet enemies of God, he sent Jesus to die for us. You know, somebody who might die for a good man, but your enemies? No guarantee that you'll receive a return on that. What is the goal of Christianity? Is it just getting your needs met? Is it getting your little love cup filled? Is it having your best life? It is, is it becoming a better version of yourself? All those things are nice and they're cute, but they're not the goal of Christianity. Christianity is messy. It's you dealing with a perfect God. You're perfectly imperfect, and he's deal, you're dealing with a perfect being who will challenge you and call you on the carpet, who will, who will bring godly sorrow so you can turn from your sins. Um. You know, being a real Christian, it, 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 it stretches you beyond causing you to be, to love when you want to, want to hate. When you want to do wrong, you, you just have the spirit of God inside of you said, don't do it. Um, there's an old song called, what is this? Won't let me do wrong when I want to do wrong. That's true salvation, true fatherhood of God. God says, don't do it. Don't do it. He'll scream. He'll yell. He'll give you a dream, give you a vision to stop you from doing something that's in disobedience to himself. Amen. Oh, you don't believe me? Go to, don't go there. But remembering Genesis, how, how Abraham and Sarah was going through a certain place and, 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 and they made a pact for them to lie to the one who was in leadership. And, and God... <laughs> God gave the leader a dream so that the leader won't sin against him. He'll give you a dream so you won't sin against him. He'll give you the money so you can tithe. Amen. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He'll, he'll, he'll empower you to do what's right. His grace is sufficient. His grace will help you to say, I'm sorry, when you don't feel like saying it. Amen. Amen. What, what the goal of Christianity is to, that we're called into this fellowship with the triune God. Go with me real quick to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Dwelling in the secret place. Mark chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 says this. And he went up on the mountain and called to those whom he desired. And they came to him. He appointed 12 whom he also named apostles. Real quick, don't ever be impressed with a title called apostle, a prophet, or evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, or I'm this, I'm that. Just a faithful follower of Christ. You know, we know that there are titles and they're important, and you've heard me talk about that. But we're not to be impressed. Don't think somebody has a greater, and Apostle Chad said this, because they have a greater relationship with God because they have a title. I know some foul, fivefold ministry, ministry gifts. 
All right, let me stop. So that they may be with him. And he may send them out to preach. So he appointed them, I should say, he anointed them that they may be with him. God anoints us so that we can be with him. He has given us his spirit so that we can be with him. He has anointed us. The glory of God comes for us to know him. The power of God comes for us to know him. The revelations of his word come for us to know him. God does nothing without purpose. People go under the power to know him better. It isn't, isn't to make you feel better, but for you to experience his glory and his power. Never forget this. Um, recently, it, it has come up of people wanting to know references, scriptural references to why people fall in, under the power of God or they get slain in the spirit. And, and we, there's at least three different references, and we'll talk about this another time, but there should be some fruit from you falling. There should be some results. And sometimes it's got, you may not necessarily see it right away. It may be later on. i never forget that I was a teenager. There was a missionary. I was telling Greg about this the other day. This missionary, um, she was a short lady, um, powerful testimony. She had backslid and, and, and died for um, I think about six minutes and she experienced hell and, and whatnot. And they said her mom prayed so loud that you could hear her three miles away. She reached into to death and got her daughter back. I don't think we've known that type of prayer, but we're going to know it. I'm telling you, there is a place of prayer that it, it pulls you out of yourself and, and our selfishness, and it goes after what God wants. God wants to wake us up in the middle of the night to, for intercession. Um, it's happening to me over and over recently where I'll just be, you know, sitting, minding my own business, praying, and, and all of a sudden the spirit of intercession will hit me, and I begin to weep. And I'm like, oh, God, what's happening? And, I, it's just, and you, we need to learn how to yield to him the spirit of intercession and the spirit of supplication, there, there, there's a greater level of prayer that we know not of. And he wants to pull us into those areas where we're true compassion and true intercession and, and the, the true fervent prayers. The, the, the prayers of the righteous availeth much, makes much power available. And when you pray, I'm telling you, even as you, we were praying for our children, I began to sense the, the heart of God and the compassion of God and God going after the unborn, God going after our, 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 our lineage and our namesake. Come on, he, he will go after them and we need to pray pray and yield ourselves. We're so consumed with praying for our needs. I believe that when we pray just for our needs, we're praying on a low level because our needs are already met. <laughs> I don't believe prayer is just meant for us to pray for our needs. If the only time you pray is when you have need of something, you have missed the point of prayer. The highest point of prayer is to know him, yes. to know him. Then another level is to pray for others, learning to, what if, what would happen if you consume most of your prayer time with somebody else? God will be faithful to you. He'll make sure your needs are met. Praying for his kingdom, praying for his will to be done, praying for that day, Revelation 22 to come, praying for Lord Jesus come quickly. May intercession hit us so we can pray for the coming, the soon coming king. Praying in the spirit is not just so when you feel good, but it's for you to know him better. So I was going to tell the story about this missionary. And so this, none of this is in my notes. So she, short lady, powerful, you know, fasted 40 days every year, had a lot of miracles. She prayed, she, I must've been like 16, maybe 17. She says, Sonny, you've been having spiritual struggles. My prideful, self-righteous self, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I walk with Jesus. I was born in a church. No, I, I wasn't thinking that, honestly. I wasn't. But sometimes you don't want God to expose what's going on inside of you. So when somebody says that publicly, you're like, wait a minute, you just put me on blast. Um, so she laid hands on me. 
and I, I fell out and the spirit of the Lord said to me, let me minister to you. So sometimes it's good not to move a person when they're out because God wants to do operate. He wants to operate on them. And the spirit of the Lord says, let me minister to you. And what happened, this almost got me kicked out of Ramah because I shared this. Um, what happened was I felt two hands like this. And like somebody, like had their hands on my hips. And these two hands began to move towards each other. And as they did, my mouth popped open and I screamed at the top of my lungs. What was happening? The Lord was freeing me from a demonic spirit. The Bible says that it's by the finger of the Lord that I cast out demons. And the religious folks were like trying to participate. And my dad was like, get away from him. The Lord is doing this. So sometimes and I grew up in the deliverance ministry and I believe in deliverance. Sometimes deliverance people want the credit of I cast out devils of so-and-so. And my dad was trying to get them away and the Lord ministered to me. And when I got up, I felt like a ton of bricks lifted off of me. Well, the question may come with somebody in their mind says, well, you had a devil, PD? You can, not necessarily I was possessed by a demon, but I was oppressed. Amen? So as a Christian, you can be oppressed by evil spirits. And that said, I knew I, that me getting slain gave me, put me into encounter with Christ, the deliverer. I knew him as the deliverer. Glory to God. So falling out, getting prophetic words spoken to you, having a touch from God is a way in which God wants you to know him. He wants you to know him as healer. He wants to know you as a, and I know people say, oh, he's a lawyer in the courtroom. What does that mean? If you've never been to court, how can you be a lawyer? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He gives wisdom to your lawyer, so win your case. <laughs> so he's a lawyer in the courtroom. Come on. Um, real quick, let me, <laughs> how to dwell in a secret place. You know, I'm going to always give you the applications. You know, you, oh, yeah, dwell in the secret place. I learned about dwelling in the secret place. Well, how do you dwell in the secret place? I'm glad you asked. James chapter 4, verse 8. I got five ways to dwell in the secret place. James chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. James chapter 4. Are you getting anything out of this this morning? Amen. James chapter 4, verse 8 says this. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And it goes on to say, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. The scripture tells us to draw near to God or draw nigh to God and he'll draw near, nigh to you. The greatest promises, the greatest promise in the Bible is that if we'll draw near to God, he'll draw near to us. If you'll take one step, he'll take two. If you just look towards God, he's come running. The prodigal son looked and, and had his heart towards the, towards the father and the father started running to him. The only place you see father God running to somebody he runs to us. He's running after us. Draw near to God. So you got to make up your mind today, I'm going to draw near to God. No matter what comes, whether my, my dreams come to pass or not, I'm going to draw near to God. I'm not going after God for what he can do for me. I'm going after God for who he is. I want to know him. I, I want to I spend time at his feet. I want to seek his face. I want to receive his love and turn that love right back and give it back to him. Not that we love God, because, but he loved us first. We, as a reflection of him loving us, I give it right back to him. Are you with me? He, the Bible tells us in 1 John to receive the love. So I receive the love. And I turn around and I give it back to him. Because he accomplished my salvation through Christ, I present my bodies as a living sacrifice. I get to serve. That's one. Number two, how to dwell in a secret place. You got to have his word. His word is so important. It's not enough to just read it on a surface level. 
but to study it and meditate on it. Joshua 1.8, don't let the word of God dwell, don't let it depart from your eyes, but dwell on it night and day. Psalm 1, you know, you're like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, a tree planted by water, a river of waters, a stream. And so you, you meditate on that word day and night. You go to bed listening to it. You wake up listening to it. You know, we, we, have, we have all these, this technology, and God has caused men and women to get this wisdom so that we can get the word of God in us. There's nothing like getting the word in you. There's nothing like speaking his word, uh, confessing his word. People get mad about confession. I don't care anymore. I'm going to confess till I die. <laughs> I say it all the time, what, what God's placed in my heart, and I declare I'm healed. I declare that I'm healthy. I'm, I'm declare I'm free from dead. I declare that I, my eyesight will not grow dim. Jesus. I declare that I'll live long. My kidneys are strong, and they'll still be kicking when I'm 120. I got 71 years to die. <laughs> to, I mean, I'm going to die in 71 years, and, and I, I'm going to have all my teeth. Except for that one. <laughs> I'm going to have my eyesight. Come on. You got to say what you desire. And I'm not saying pulling something out of the sky. I'm saying saying his word. By his stripes, I'm healed. I command my lungs to line itself up with the word of God. I command my muscles to line up with the word of God. The older I get, the better I become. Yeah, yeah, you got to change your confession because I know him as a sustainer. If he can sustain the children of Israel in the desert, he can sustain me now in 2022. This church is growing and thriving in a pandemic. I declare it next year this time we'll be in our building. <laughs> you got to keep saying it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we dwell with his word, studying the scriptures, meditating the scriptures, confessing the, confessing the scriptures. It starts out by reading. Reading is a low level of his, studying his word. You read it and then you study it. Then you meditate on it. And the reason you meditate on it is so you can do it. Amen. Thinking about the word of God, meditating and dwelling. How can you draw, dwell in the secret place and you're not, you don't have his word? I'm amazed some people, they come to prayer without his word. <laughs> Take that word with you to prayer. Let me make sure what I'm praying is in sync with the scriptures. Go to bed listening to the word, reading the word. Be, you know, see people take late night snacks. Why not take a late night word? Hey, man, let me get up and let me read a Philippians or a Psalm. I'm in a minute. I'm tormented in my dreams. So let me think about the scriptures. Let me get that word in me. Let me get some healing in my body because his word is life. Even the begats will heal my body. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to just be healing scriptures. The whole word is anointed. Amen. I know people say, Lord, bless, add a blessing to the reading of your word. No, the word is already blessed. He, don't, he add a blessing to the doer. <laughs> not, the word, not the word. The word is already anointed. Glory to God. That's how you dwell in the secret place. Get so you go away on, the, on God's treasury island of his word. Let your mind, he, he's given you his, your imagination for his word, for his word. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. Think about the disciples. Think about the cross. Think about the resurrection. Use your imagination. Just my imagination is for the word. Glory to God. We allow our minds to go anywhere. Make your mind think about the words. You know, if you keep your mind stayed on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Keep your mind. Keep your mind. That's a temptation not to keep your mind. Keep your mind stayed on him. He tells you what to think. Think about what is lovely and pure and noble and, and it produces praise. Think about. Don't let your mind think about anything. Think about the word. Jesus. Uh, people want to say, what would Jesus do? The word? Yeah, yeah. They had a whole movement on bracelet. The word? That's what Jesus would do. Uh, how, how do I raise my kids? The word? How do I get married? The word? How do I deal with my finances? The word? Amen. You study it, you meditate on it, you confess it. I'm telling you, I will keep preaching this to the day Jesus comes. 
you keep saying it, keep saying it. And when I preach the word to my children, to the people on the streets witnessing that word, you're giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. Next one. Fasting. How do you dwell in the secret place? We love our flesh too much. We love our belly. The Bible tells us that your belly is your God. <laughs> we're, dictate, we're dictated by our bellies. Eat, feed me, feed me. I want to eat now. I, I, I can't even deal right. I can't even think right. We're controlled by food. And guess what? We got into the sin situation because of food. Do you think that the, the devil, the devil uses food to destroy us from sickness and disease if, he can't, if you can't control your mouth, you can't control your life. That's James. That's speaking in what you take. <laughs> I got to have a soda. <laughs> Leave that soda alone. Somebody the other day brought up a Mountain Dew. No, I don't drink a Mountain Dews. <laughs> it's bad for mankind. <laughs> you, mailman. Let me leave that alone. <laughs> we got to be careful about the food. What we drink, I'm not trying to put you in bondage, but I'm saying the devil deceived the first man who knew nothing but God, who dwelled in the presence of God, deceived his wife, and they ate the fruit, and we fell from grace. And we're still falling because of food. There's a reason why he calls us to fast, because he wants to give us a taste of the resurrection. A life without sin in it. You'll get that on the way home. Matthew 6, 16 through 18. All right, the next one, prayer. I got two more. Prayer. How to dwell in You need to pray in your native tongue, and you need to pray in other tongues. Praying in tongues, it, it, it gets you to that secret place. And you're praying mysteries. I don't understand what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Keep praying. And things will begin to break off from you. One time, a friend of mine, she was praying so much in tongues, all of a sudden, she saw an evil spirit leave her in a minute, and while she was driving. You can pray yourself into freedom. I know the theologians say you can't pray away your problems. I'm here to tell you, you can. You can. You can pray yourself into peace. You can pray, pray yourself into joy. I got depression, PD. Pray yourself into joy. I'm not just talking about, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. That's the low-level prayer. You pray, pray from the Spirit. Pray by the leadership of the Spirit. He'll lead you to those promises. Cause you to say those promises with your mouth. He'll, you'll, you'll pray yourself into destiny. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Pray. He gave you, he did not give you the Holy Ghost so you can quake and shake in church. He gave you the Holy Ghost so you can pray day in and day out. Not only in other tongues, but he'll lead you in your native tongue. He'll lead you and you'll pray prophetically. Let me tell you a little secret. So the Lord called me to be a youth pastor at, 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 at Agape Family Worship Center. And about a year and some change before I became youth pastor, and, and we can call my aunt up right now. She'll tell you. I began to declare I'm going to be a youth pastor of this church. My aunt's like, you are crazy. And when it happened a year later, she says, my God, I will never doubt another word of your mouth. But I didn't pull something out of the sky. The Lord by revelation showed me. You can speak the prophetic. If you got receive a prophetic word from a man or a woman of God or from the spirit himself, you can take that prophetic word and you can speak it over your life. Are you with me? Take the word of God, both the written word and the spoken word, and you speak it over your life. Amen. Prayer. Prayer is a, a dialogue. You're, 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 you're engaging with God. You're wrestling with God. You, 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 you're fighting. You're suppressing your flesh. You and God, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Father God, reveal your plans and your purpose. Pray yourself into a place of peace, freedom, joy, love, all the fruit of the Spirit. Pray yourself into the perfect plans and wills of, will of God. Amen. Last but not least, humility. How to dwell in the secret place is having the right posture. James chapter 4, verse 6, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You got to humble yourself. Humility is not saying that you're humble, by the way. 
Angel kind of helped us out last year, uh, 2021. Um, humility is not just saying, I'm humble. It's actually having a teachable spirit, being teachable, being, and I say this all the time, being willing to hear what you don't want to hear in prayer. Be willing to hear the no. <laughs> be willing to hear, let it go. <laughs> you got to be open. God, whatever you want, even if it, meaning to stay at that job you want to leave. Mean, mean not taking the higher, the higher paying job and getting a minimum wage job. God will lead you and guide you even if it doesn't make sense. He will tell you no in a minute. <laughs> See, everybody wants the yes of God, but we got to be open for the no of God. <laughs> Amen. If God tells you to downsize and go to the mission field, are you willing to go? I, I, you know, I, I'll go wherever you want me to go. I give myself away. We love those songs, but we're going to be held accountable because every song is a prayer. And so when you sing those songs, like I said, the refiner's fire, I was at the Maverick City, and they were like, the refiner's fire. And God said, you don't know what you're praying for. I shut my mouth. I'm like, yep, mm-hmm, Sando. <laughs> Let the fire fall. You and you and you. Okay, humility. Let, let's talk about this. Humility is to, to, uh, it's the right posture, the right heart posture. You don't come to God with a fisted, like, God, God. I never question God. Like, you know, I'm like, God, why this? Now, if there's a way to do it in respect. But I don't, I mean, hey. okay, God, your will be done. The right posture. You're king and I'm not. I don't care who says you're Jesus, you're not Jesus. I submit to you. I yield to you. And whatever you want, whatever this word says, and whatever your spirit says, I yield to him. Amen. The right posture, you stay in love. I forgive. And even if you, if, if, even if it means that you have to say it again. Recently, somebody um, did something and it, it was very hurtful and I had to say, I forgive them. And I had to say it over the next few days. I forgive them. I release them. God bless them. God, I do not hold this against them. I release them. And, in the name, and then, then when you release them, you got to stop talking about it. Yeah. You, you don't bring it up because you bring it up, it's like open a wound, yeah. putting salt back on it. No, no, no. I release them. I forgive them. That person that molested me, I forgive them. That person that stole from me, I forgive them. That I release them. I don't bring my kids around them, but I release them. Uh, uh, Father, I forgive that person that stole from me. I, I don't bring my wallet around them, but I release them. I hold it not against them, Father. That's humility. Lord, I, I forgive my husband or my wife. I forgive my kids, my cat, my dog, my snake. I forgive all, oh, Lord. Lord, I forgive. I want nothing to block me from receiving from God. So, God, I want to dwell in the secret place, and I know humility is required. So, therefore, I don't forgive. I don't hold on to anybody. You say, if I don't forgive, you won't forgive me. So, Father, I forgive everybody. I release that pastor that did me wrong, that pastor that gave me sweet potato pies instead of money. Lord, I release them right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, that person that talked about me, that person that lied on me, God, that police that did me wrong, I release them in the name of Jesus. That grandmother that called me dumb, I release them in Jesus' name. God, I release everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And that's, that's humility. You stay in a place of love. Be quick to love. No, no, baby, I'm not going nowhere. I was wrong, but I, I forgive you. Forgive me. Yeah. Marriage 101, I forgive you. I release you. And if, he, if, I do, if you do it again, over and over, I forgive you 70 times 7 over the same offense on the same day. <laughs> yeah, release them. And other things to be humility, to, to walk in humility is be quick to forgive and to quick to repent. Quick. Don't let, it, don't, don't let this stuff stay there because if you let it stay there, it's going to grow into a root of bitterness. And you'll find yourself being bitter with everybody. Amen. That's all I got for you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, I want to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I want to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. It's going to cost me my life. It's going to cost us of our lives. We give our life to... Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm willing to sacrifice all to dwell in your secret place. Come on, join me standing. Lord, I dwell in your secret place. Oh, I dwell there. 
Oh, that's my, that's my hunger. Lord David said, behold, one thing I desire of the Lord, that I might dwell in your house forever to behold your beauty, the beauty of your holiness. Oh, God, I want to dwell in your house forever, forever and ever. God, the wonderful thing about heaven, Lord. Come on, let's pray. You talking to your father. Oh, Father, the wonderful thing about heaven is you. And God, I thank you. I want to be with you forever. I want to be with you forever. God, that's my desire, God. Lord, I don't want to miss heaven over offense. I don't want to miss heaven over over sin, God. Oh, God, I I want to be with you forever, God, to be with you, to know you, God, in the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your sufferings being made conformable to your death. Oh, God, I want to know you. I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I come on, let's press. Let's press. I press. I lay hold of that which you have for me in Christ Jesus. I take hold of it by faith. Oh, God, I want you. I want to know you. I want to know you, God. Oh, Father, I desire you. Dwell in your secret place. I want to dwell in your presence, the fullness of joy, the fullness of who you are. Holy Spirit, take us into that place. Take us into the holy of holies, beyond the veil of the flesh. God, into the very presence of almighty God. God, may I know you. May I, may I fellowship with you. Nothing. May I have unhindered fellowship with you. Thank you, Lord. The, the Spirit of the Lord said to me years ago, he says, the reason, you know, we, we sing these songs, I want to be like Jesus, and we pray these prayers. And he says, the reason why you should want to be like Jesus, because Jesus and I have unhindered and uninterrupted fellowship. So the more I'm like Jesus, the more my fellowship grows. He, he fellowships with the change that I become. He doesn't fellowship with my sin nature. He fellowships, the part of me, he fellowships with the part of me that is like Jesus. You'll get that on the way home. He fellowships with the part of us that, are like, that is like Jesus. Father, I thank you that we're righteous, not because of our own works, because Jesus became sin that we may become righteous. So we plead Jesus. We come before you on the basis of Jesus. Deal with us according to the righteousness of Jesus. On the basis of the blood. Thank you, Lord. Give God some praise. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. God bless you.